Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 48. Dear Father, Mother, Thou dost grant all good and perfect gifts to me. Tis mine to raise this beacon here, obedience unto Thee. Hymn number 48. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the, broad, to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is overcoming through gratitude for our heritage. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. The Bible, Jeremiah. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Psalms. The Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of owls be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Luke And Jesus said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. First John Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Romans There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Question. What is the scientific statement of being? Answer. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth, matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal, matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore man is not material, he is spiritual. Are we really grateful for the good already received? Then we shall avail ourselves of the blessings we have, and thus be fitted to receive more. Gratitude is much more than a verbal expression of thanks. Action expresses more gratitude than speech. Mortal man has made a covenant with his eyes to belittle deity with human conceptions. In league with material sense, mortals take limited views of all things. That God is corporeal or material, no man should affirm. Question. What is man? Answer. Man is not matter. He is not made up of brain, blood, bones, and other material elements. The scriptures inform us that man is made in the image and likeness of God. Matter is not that likeness. The likeness of spirit cannot be so unlike spirit. Man is spiritual and perfect. And because he is spiritual and perfect, he must be so understood in Christian science. Man is incapable of sin, sickness, and death. The real man cannot depart from holiness, nor can God, by whom man is evolved, engender the capacity of freedom to sin. A mortal sinner is not God's man. Learn this, O mortal, and earnestly seek the spiritual status of man, which is outside of all material selfhood. Remember that the scriptures say of mortal man, As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth, for the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. When speaking of God's children, not the children of men, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you, that is, truth and love reign in the real man, showing that man in God's image is unfallen and eternal. Jesus beheld in science the perfect man, 
whom appeared to him where sin in mortal man appears to mortals. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness, and this correct view of man healed the sick. God alone makes and clothes the lilies of the field, and this he does by means of mind, not matter. If men would bring to bear upon the study of the science of mind half the faith they bestow upon the so-called pains and pleasures of material sense, they would not go on from bad to worse, until undisciplined by the prison and the scaffold. But the whole human family would be redeemed through the merits of Christ, through the perception and acceptance of truth. For this glorious result, Christian science lights the torch of spiritual understanding. Outside of this science, all is mutable. But immortal man, in accord with the divine principle of his being, God, neither sins, suffers, nor dies. The days of our pilgrimage will multiply instead of diminish when God's kingdom comes on earth, for the true way leads to life instead of to death, and earthly experience discloses the finity of error and the infinite capacities of truth in which God gives man dominion over all the earth. Our beliefs about a supreme being contradict the practice growing out of them. Error abounds where truth should much more abound. We admit that God has almighty power, is a very present help in trouble, and yet we rely on a drug or hypnotism to heal disease, as if senseless matter or erring mortal mind had more power than omnipotent spirit. The Christian, however, strives for the spiritual. He abides in a right purpose, as in laws which it were impious to transgress and follows truth fearlessly. The heart that beats mostly for self is seldom alight with love. To live so as to keep human consciousness in constant relation with the divine, the spiritual and the eternal, is to individualize infinite power, and this is Christian science. It is of less importance that we receive from mankind justice than that we deserve it. Most of us willingly accept dead truisms which can be buried at will, but a live truth, even though it be a sapling within rich soil and with blossoms on its branches frightens people. The trenchant truth that cuts its way through iron and sod, most men avoid until compelled to glance at it. Then they open their hearts to it for actual being, health, holiness, and immortality. If we feel the aspiration, humility, gratitude, and love which our words express, this God accepts.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 146. I'm going to read verse number four of this hymn. In seamless gratitude, I weave a silent healing prayer with shining threads of ceaseless joy, for man is God's great heir. Hymn number 146.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, July 28, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is a wonderful collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. We actually have a number of websites in several different languages. This brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing truth. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. On Sunday mornings here, at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help to broaden our understanding of Christian science and help us to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. Then, our Sunday morning church service begins right after at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we will be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the, Christ, from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. 
so we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and for the beautiful music at the beginning. I want to express my gratitude for the many blessings that I have received since coming to the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. There are so many provisions for growth, listening, learning, and support just on the website alone. The truth goes into your consciousness often over time, not always discernible, but changes take place, and one I want to share tonight. I realized today while preparing for the service that I had been freed of a memory that had been haunting me for many years after an event. Uh, my son had hurt himself on his bike and we needed to take him to the emergency room and he got stitches, but the shock of it was hard at the time and I could not get rid of the upsetting image for many years. This was before I came here. Since being at this church, I have been slowly filling my thinking with hymns, readings, citations from the Bible and science and health, and learning how to stay more focused on healing and strengthening images and getting prayerful help, releasing the past and memories by using uh, instructions from my practitioner and uh, one of particular citation she gave me from the Bible from 2 Timothy 1, 7 that reads, quote, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, end quote. And I remember her even mentioning that also meant that I had self-control. And at the time, I, I really felt that I had no control over what thoughts would come into my head. But I've been proving here and finding that that is not true. And I'm very grateful for that. It brings great peace. And I have been working with a practitioner whose prayers and faith have been helping me build my faith and strengthening it by witnessing the power of the science in the practical daily solutions and healings of all types of problems. This has helped me trust the promises in the Bible and writings by Mary Baker Eddy. One prayer that I love to turn to from our website is from an excerpt called Day from the Blue Book by Mary Baker Eddy. Quote, Just for today I will know that God is good, and that God is love, and that he knoweth them that trust him. Then with a sweet sense of God's nearness I will know that yesterday has gone and left no bitterness, and that today is big with blessings, that tomorrow belongs to God, and to realize this today eliminates all worry, pain, and trouble, and brings us peace and happiness." End quote. There's a lot more to it. It's very beautiful. I'm very grateful for the practitioner's support, for the teachings of Christ Jesus, the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, and the work at this church. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne from Florida. Go ahead, please. Hi, thank you. Late the other night, I had a very loud ringing in my ear. It was very abnormal, and I began declaring to myself 
that my hearing was spiritual and governed by God, but the loud ringing continued even when I woke the next morning. Then I remembered a testimony Jeremy gave the other week about how the internet connection was down before the beginning of a Bible study. He said at first he was praying to resolve the connection, but then realized what he needed to do was pray for the Bible study, to know that it was the very word of God and could not be interfered with. And when he prayed in that way, the issue was resolved and the internet connection was restored. I realized that I was trying to heal a physical problem instead of what really needed to be addressed, which was supporting the work I had to do for church. I began to, de to declare that my ear was attuned to God, that I could hear his voice clearly, and that nothing could interfere with his work being done obediently and correctly with love. And with that, the re ringing stopped, and I was able to do the church work with fresh inspiration in clarity and joy. I thank God for Mrs. Zetti's pure Christian science that I've been taught here at Plainfield Church. I'm grateful for the rich purpose it has given me in life of serving God and working for church. And I'm very grateful for all the practitioner help that I've received along the way. It's really good to be here tonight. And thank you for the beautiful music and those readings. Thank you. Ron from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. Thank you. During a recent vacation with family, I experienced shortness of breath during a hike, a condition I was not accustomed to having. As I reflected upon this experience, I was made aware that because of the higher land elevation, this was not an uncommon experience for many who were coming from much lower elevations. As I thought further about breathing, inhaling and exhaling, the realization came to me that I had become mesmerized by the belief that elevation could possibly hold such a power over me. I further realized that inhaling and exhaling are but counterfeits for the spiritual realities of inspiration and expression, and that these spiritual qualities derive from the one divine mind are ever-present and cannot possibly be subject to discord of any sort. As often is the case, I had opportunity to apply this new realization two days later when I went hiking at an elevation a thousand feet higher than the previous one. With my awareness now focused on inspiration and expression, the previous mesmerism had no chance and there was no discomfort. It was a joyous experience. This realization has been uplifting, and for me, the application of this truth extends beyond the condition that initially brought it to my awareness. I'm grateful to God, the source of all good, to Mary Baker Eddy, who taught how to translate that which is finite and false into that which is infinite and true, and to the Plainfield Church, who, during the weekly roundtable, address and expose the enigma, which is the human condition, and joyously affirm the ever-presence of an all-loving God. Through inspiration, truth is expressed. And as Mrs. Eddy instructed, 
things are turned into thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. Dave from Florida. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I noticed when I got out of bed in the morning, I would lose my balance when I stood up. This was not normal, so I asked a practitioner for help. She said that before I go to bed, study Mrs. Eddy's evening prayer on page 70 of Watch's Prayers and Arguments. Part of what it says is, before you are ready to close your eyes and sleep, be sure you are not holding anything unlovely in your consciousness, anything unlike God. Laying aside every fear, put yourself entirely in his charge. The whole prayer is a lot longer and very helpful. However, I'm not going to read it all here. At any rate, the practitioner, of course, said she would help me, and that was the end of it. I'm grateful for the help of the practitioner to be a member here, where we are practicing Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science. It does heal and can be applied to anything in our lives. Thank you. Shardy, go ahead, please. Good evening. Not long ago, I had a feeling of vertigo when I got up in the morning. Since it was quite unpleasant, I asked my practitioner for help, which she did, and it was healed quickly. Not many days later, the same sensation tried to return. I have been learning that when something like this happens, it is actually a new claim, and it should be handled as a new claim. I have been praying with the first commandment, and it uh, sees the just. It seems to be just right to apply this living and loving with God with all my heart, soul, and mind to this situation. I also gave much gratitude for all of God's blessings, big and small. I knew that God loves me and never sends any type of upsetness to cause fear. Everything has returned to normal, and I am free. I am very grateful for this healing and feeling so close to God's presence so clearly. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. You know, in last week's lesson, we had in the, golden, in the responsive reading from 1 John, it says, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And for me, I think this is biblical authority for saying, you can't really have Christianity without giving a just acknowledgement to Jesus Christ. And in the same way, in today's day and age, I don't think we can really have Christian science unless we give a just acknowledgement to the one that God appointed to bring it forth into this world, Mary Baker Reddy. And in fact, in our lesson for this week, it says in Science and Health that there is a great need, and it is to find the true idea of what constitute the kingdom of God within man. But you can't gain this true idea if you have a false estimate of the one that God appointed to voice his word. So after reading this, it made me very grateful for this church. And although before I came to this church, I had heard about Mary Baker Eddy, I can't say that I knew much about her. So 
learning about her and her relationship to Christian science here in the Plainfield Church has done wonders for me. One of the many things I learned was where Mrs. Eddy described how she wrote Science and Health, where she said that she was a scribe under orders. And this, to me, gave me a very sacred picture of that time with Mrs. Eddy alone with God and receiving the message and writing it down so that we have it. As a result of the, learning this, it, one of the things it's done for me is that it gave me a very sacred sense of that textbook. It softened my character. It uh, opened my heart. And it stopped the intellectual wrestlings that I had when I tried to read it and figure it out. It can't be done that way. This is a divine revelation. These are God's words. And they came through the one that was appointed by God. So it made it much easier for me to simply read Science and Health, let it rest on my heart, let it have its influence on my life, instead of trying to figure it out. And the result is my life has been much happier. My health has improved immensely and it has opened up many wonderful opportunities for good for me, for me to do and to receive. And I'm very thankful for uh, the Plainfield Church and of course our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, in bringing forth Christian science. Thank you. Linda from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. Good evening and thank you so much for the wonderful readings and for the testimonies that I've been listening to. Um, I'm grateful to be back from a very active and positive family vacation. Uh, we were out west and when I returned home I found myself awake in the middle of the night confronting some old habit patterns. I had been away from my usual time to study I had brought a copy of the Blue Book, and also my husband and I read nightly from 500 watching points, but we were so busy and so much family that I, I really couldn't find any mental space to contemplate anything. I was doing the reading, but I wasn't really having any silent time. So in many ways, this night, I felt like I was just now re-entering my Christian science practice. So uh, during the vacation, there had been a few emotional upheavals, nothing spoken, unspoken conflict. And when I was playing these over, I immediately noticed that a judgmental attitude took center stage and started analyzing everything that went wrong on the vacation and projecting what might go wrong going forward. It was mortal mind was painting a very discouraging picture. And although I could have easily bought into this because it was like a downward spiral, I didn't fall for it this time, not for very long. So, unlike many sleepless nights in the past where I would lie awake with these thoughts spinning, I turned on my phone and found the daily email from Plainfield and I went right to the highlighted 2019 testimony of Florence Roberts, Forgive love divinely instead and this was exactly what i was wrestling with 
with the recognition that animal magnetism was the temperature to remain in old, outgrown memories of the past, came an immediate moonbeam of healing. My thought opened, and I was set on a course of clear seeing as though I had been let out of a tiny box of thinking. Next, I was prepared to open the door wider still, and the 2017 reading of Herbert Eustace's How Do You Know There Is a God came over the airwaves. This was an unforgettable experience. Throughout the beautiful reading by Gary, I was wide awake and riveted to the words which seemed to penetrate some wordless place in myself. It opened my thought to an expansive peace so rational and in such perfect order that my seeming problem first became a tiny speck and then it just melted. I was given a certain sense of my own being within the science of being and as Mrs. Eddy writes, the reality of things. Throughout the vacation, I did my best to be mindful of the Christian science teachings I knew. I didn't feel separated from divine spirit guiding me, and I aspired to express gratitude continuously. But in hindsight, I realized there is no substitute for finding contemplative time for study and practice, especially when with family. Listening to these two articles in the silence of the night snapped me awake from a narrow and limited picture of problems into the light of truth and the allness of God good, where his rule makes all things possible. I am ever thankful to God for leading me here to the Plainfield Independent Church, for the invaluable resources that nourish us daily, And my gratitude to Mrs. Eddy continues to grow as I come to understand more deeply the trials she endured in order to bring this science to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for all I'm learning in Plainfield about Christian science. I was thinking today about how much joy I have as I go about my day now. It's a night and day difference from how unhappy I was before coming here. And it's definitely not because I face fewer obstacles. Christian science doesn't remove all difficulties, but it does show us how to properly handle them. There's still plenty for me to deal with each day. But now I have this joy in me because as I move forward with what God is telling me to do, I know that he is with me and is opening the way for me to do all I am directed to do. It is a joy to learn to live this science and to learn to overcome what must be overcome with science and practitioner support. And as I more fully trust God each day, I felt less worry because I have come to trust that truth, life, and love are unfolding, only good at all times. And and I was thinking how combining that with the mandate that, quote, God requireth that which is past, end quote, from Ecclesiastes 3.15, it is clear to me how my old worries about the past, present, and future are steadily diminishing and being replaced with confidence in God 
and the tools that Christian Science is giving me. I'm so grateful for this. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church, for regular practitioner support, and to be here this evening. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Nancy in Texas. Okay. Some years ago, I had a wonderful healing that was twofold. At first, I didn't connect the two issues. The number one issue was a sense of imbalance when I stood up. My whole body would start to careen towards the floor, and I would have to grab something to stabilize myself. Even then, I had the sensation of falling, although I was sitting in a chair and holding on to the arms. It was most unsettling and debilitating. I couldn't drive or do much else for that matter. The number two issue was a false accusation against me, <clears throat> which involved my having to see an attorney and plead my case. I had never spoken to an attorney before, let alone be questioned by one. I was incredibly anxious over this, so I did what I had been taught to do while being raised in Christian science. I turned to my Bible lesson for the week. One of the quotes from Proverbs stood out to me. Quote, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. End quote. I knew that I had done nothing wrong to warrant this false accusation, and I wanted to tell my side of the story to this attorney. As I studied this quote from Proverbs, I realized that the word lean involves letting go of something. I had to let go of my sense of righteous indignation that said, how dare anyone question my integrity? I had to let go of my worries and doubt that the attorney would see my side. I had to let go of the fear that God was not in control. And the second part of the quote, quote, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths, end quote, required me to acknowledge God in everything in my daily life. I began to thank God for the little things, for the sunny day, for finding the right parking space, for the smile and wave from neighbors, every little thing. So, as I let go of all these wrong thoughts, I acknowledged God's supremacy. And when I went to see the attorney, after only three or four questions, he saw through the false accusation, and the entire conversation from then on was positive towards me. In fact, he thanked me for clearing everything up, which enabled him to make proper decisions in the matter. And when I walked out of his office, I was upright, perfectly balanced, and never had that issue again. I am most grateful for our weekly Bible lessons, which include correlative readings from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. I am also grateful for the challenges we face, as they are merely opportunities to prove God's ever-presence in our lives. Thank you. I'm very grateful for an incident that happened uh, several days ago. I didn't, couldn't find something, something very important, and I couldn't find it. And I looked everywhere, and then I stopped and said, okay, Father, you know where it is. I really don't have time for this. 
Can you please show it to me? And I walked right over to it, and there it was. Now, I don't remember <clears throat> what that thing I couldn't live without was, and I just don't even remember where I found it. But what I do remember was the healing. The, the other part was not the truth. There's nothing missing. There was nothing lost. God knew where everything was right at the, at the, same, at the right time, and he led me to it when I asked him. I just was so grateful because that's the part we need to remember, the healing, the working out of the problems, not the problem. And I, I just thought that was, that was a very helpful thing for me to learn and um, very, very grateful to have found whatever it was and obviously I used it and whatever, but I'm just so very grateful that um, what's important we remember. And what's not important, we can just cast away like a, an old shoe. I'm very grateful for this church and for all that I've learned here and that I continue to learn here and for practitioner help. And thank you. Sharon. I just want to say how thankful I am for Christian science and for God leading me to this church. It has changed my life in every way. I've had physical healings, relationships, employment, every kind of situation was healed by the power of the truth. I am so grateful for the Office of Practitioner and for the round tables, Bible studies, and all the services that we have. It's such a great feeling to know that our life is hid in Christ. It is a wonderful place to be, and I am just so grateful to be here. And thank you for the readings. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. I am so grateful to be here tonight, and I'm also grateful for Christian science, because when I think the only thing I'm sure of is that God is present and that God loves me. A very painful finger started the other night, and I immediately declared that the pain had nothing to do with my spiritual perfect being. God has made me in his image and likeness. Then the thoughts of arthritis came, and the thoughts of old age came. They were clamoring for attention, of course. I resisted each one of these, and the liar was soon silent, quiet. As the reading said, what the truth is, we doubt the truth of ourselves, our true selfhood. We doubt that often and make sure, we have to make sure that every time error attempt, we are coming back with the truth. It's been a while now when it's been really raging, but I know that in time, truth overcomes error. To let the error go and to be grateful for what God has made us to be, always in the end, wins. 
Very grateful to be here tonight. Grateful for the testimonies that attest the truth that Christian science does work. Grateful for everyone who speaks from their heart that what the truth is. And I'm just so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Mary, go ahead, please. Hello, everyone. I'll read a few things that have come my way recently. Uh, the first, Florida. Thank you, Faith, Bruce, and Jared, for that beautiful solo, God Will Make a Way. Such an encouraging message. We can't be grateful enough for having such a healing and comforting church service to attend. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. In Pennsylvania, summer is such a good time to delve into the Bible study archive. Yesterday morning, I randomly chose the February 29th, 2020 Bible study titled Titus and the Christian Way of Life. What a treasure. I have listened to it over and over. There is so much there. Thank you. And then England. I wanted to say a special thank you for all the teaching and also the forum provided by Plainfield. Plainfield. Years ago, I asked at the Christian Science Church I then attended about the possibility of Bible study sessions and was told they were not permitted. So I am most grateful for all the explanations and discussion provided at Plainfield. Parthen's posting recently about Elisha and Elijah was very interesting, and everyone's contributions help in lifting thought to see the spiritual meaning of the Bible stories. I would also like to express particular thanks for an article I found on the Plainfield website called Call No Man Your Father Upon Earth by Herbert Eustace, which starts on page 1006 of his Christian Science, It's Clear, Correct Teaching. In it, he explains why, sh why we should not consider any person our father or mother, as we all have only one father-mother in God. This is helpful in discarding false beliefs about seeming heredity problems, hereditary problems, and I have been gratefully working with this. My sincere gratitude goes to Plainfield Church for preserving and making available the writings of the early workers, and to these early workers and Mrs. Eddy for their dedication. I am also most grateful for practitioner help and for all the members of Plainfield that so kindly provide that so kindly provide love and best wishes to you all. And these are. Uh, sort of a series of testimonies from someone in Arizona. I'll read some of them tonight. The Wednesday service was beautiful, and I listened to it several times. I even sang out loud with my earphones, uh, not caring how terrible I must have sounded. I felt pure joy. The testimony about the car getting sideswiped in the parking lot reminded me of the time I was in a tight parking spot and I couldn't see the car coming when I pulled out and I hit that car on its side. I wasn't even braking when my car hit. 
I turned to God and prayed that there are no accidents in the sight of God and that all is in peace. And then I ran over to the lady, who in turn also jumped out of her vehicle. I asked her if she was okay, and I apologized, as it was clearly my fault. She and I looked at her car, and then at mine, and we both smiled at each other, and then hugged each other. There was no sign of our cars hitting together, even though we both felt and heard the hit. She even saw it. I am so grateful. We both drove away, very happy and blessed. Yesterday, I made a long list of my demonstrations that I have had over the years. Freed from seemingly having hay fever as an adult from, a, from attending a Christian science lecture. The 14-year false belief of heart disease of my husband. I saw man as the spiritual reflection of God, and after he told me that he no longer had faith in his pills, never changed from day one, then he decided not to take them. I realized that his true spiritual reflection works in harmony with soul and also on the following day. That time I realized that it was done and then I had forgotten about it. A week later he had a semi-annual check, checkup which I didn't realize was coming up. He didn't talk about his illness and actually stopped worrying about it too. And he was told he no longer needed pills nor appointments. He didn't exercise, nor was he careful about what he ate. God's love healed him. I was hit hard once with flying furniture from an unpacking of a truck. I was just watching from about 15 feet away from the truck. I immediately called on God and declared there are no accidents in God's presence. I felt the hit, but no pain after that. One time, I was tapped to turn around to see a car part fall off my car. I can't say that I actually felt it, but I sensed it. I saw this and then got out of my car and nothing was there, but I knew something was wrong. I drove and had no brakes and was able to get out of danger safely from knowing to be cautious. Another time, I prayed for help with my marriage, and instead of responding in anger, I stopped and science silently asked God for help and listened. I heard a voice tell me what to say. It was a question, and that was the perfect response, because the argument immediately stopped, and he repeated my words, thinking what it meant, and everything changed from that moment on. We immediately stopped fighting, and all was good. I have also had lost items when I was younger, my first husband's friend's glasses fell off his head into the water at the shore of a lake. He was on a rowboat, and I was on the short pier. My friends thought I was weird for being a Christian scientist, so I walked away for a few minutes to pray silently. I returned and guided my friend's arm in the water to the exact place of his glasses. I saw a reflected light of the glasses, and I didn't question it. I had full confidence that God was there to help me. The sun was going down, and the water was reflecting light everywhere. I could not have been able to help without God's direction, and he would not have been able to drive home that evening without his glasses. It goes on. I'll read the rest of it another time. It's 
good well to recollect all the wonderful healings that we've had in our life and know hitherto the Lord has helped us and hitherto he will. This one is from Alabama. She writes, this is regarding the lesson sermons you all put together way in advance of publication and mailing. I give thanks for all your work in producing these and for your diligence in getting them to us in time through the mail. I often read the Plainfield Lesson Sermon in the morning. Many times I hear a word and prayer in these venues that is the same scripture as used in this week's lesson sermon. Often I give a prayer using a word or truth learned of God through Christian science. These prayers are re received as I reached out to hear them, and I am strengthened for the day, as is my prayer partner. I could go on, but will just say now that I am very grateful for God's words heard and published through your lesson sermons. Blessings to you all. And this will be the final one from Massachusetts. Hello, everyone. I want to send a note of heartfelt appreciation for your church, the Christian Science Boot Camp website, the roundtables, and the church services. It is with gratitude I write this. There were many times I was in the depths of despair, and God always guided me to the exact thing I needed on your website. One night in particular, I was extremely was extremely challenging for me, and I listened to Mr. Singletary read the account of Death Overcome by Bicknell Young. It broke the mesmerism. What I learned from that account was this. As Christian scientists, it takes spiritual elbow, grease, grit, and tenacity, along with steadfast love, to demonstrate this science. What a precious gift of truth Mrs. Eddy has given humanity. I feel your church is the center of the universe. <laughs> yeah, I once told that to Gary when we were first dating. Little did I know that it was the truth. Thank you very much for the beautiful readings about gratitude, how important it is to remember how much we have to be grateful for. And so how lovely to hear all the testimonies of gratitude tonight. It was read tonight from 1 John, um, the dear beloved apostle, John, said that, for this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that ye should love one another. And I remember reading an account about him, how during his last days, that is what he would tell everyone, everyone he would meet. He would say, little children, love one another. And what a wonderful and important lesson that is, and how much happier, healthier, holier we all would be if we would just love one another as God loves. Um, our lesson sermon in the quarterly this week is on love, and I love to think about all the beautiful things Mrs. Eddy has taught us about love. Some of them are on the carousel this week. And this is something I'd love to share with you. It's meant a lot to me. It's from the blue book on page 63. 
It was in a watch message a few months ago, and I, I've saved it and, and work with it almost daily. Mrs. Eddy says, Thou infinite life, thou infinite strength, thou art here. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You are strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Flow through me, spirit of divine love, to do this healing. Divine love flows everywhere and is reflected through you as well as through the most advanced scientists. Look up and feel its beams of warmth and live in it. Mary Baker Eddy. I just love that. And, and think of it. Think of it for yourself. To know that the divine love is flowing everywhere and is reflected through you. Our own human love is useless, but God's love is reflected in you when you allow it to be. And then look up and feel its beams of warmth and live in it. What could be more beautiful or healing than that? I'm so grateful to be with you all tonight to hear the beautiful readings, music, testimonies. God bless our church and all of you, and have a good night. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 339. There are none friendless, none afraid. The saving truth who know, their shining path leads from the shade, and up to light they go. Hymn number 339.